This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. You are a slut pig. Hey y'all, I'm Christian Gray Snow, and this is the Slut Pig Podcast, a podcast from The Dip. I'll be your tour guide for all things Real Housewives as we navigate the Bravo Sphere's greatest contribution to pop culture. And today, y'all, we are saying... Because the trailer for Real Housewives of Potomac Season 6 has dropped, and I'm breaking it down with my favorite Potomac-loving princess, who I know all of you will love, plus... Caroline Manzo, you are garbage. We're breaking all that down today. As I always say, small talk is like a small dick, and everybody hates a small dick. So let's get started. First, y'all, sometimes it's hard to fit like my little one hour a week that I have with you, um, like to fit all these topics into this one hour, because I feel like the Bravo Sphere has been giving us so much news recently, but we cannot kiki this week and not discuss the season six trailer of The Real Housewives of Potomac. And y'all already know I'm like the Countess and friends. I like to bring my friends around and discuss this stuff as much as I can. So right now I'm joined behind the mastermind behind Faces of Bravo, my fellow sister and soulmate, my fellow Kim Richards lover and my friend Steven. Steve, how are you? I was just about to put some lipstick on. (laughs) I love it. Put it on. I love it. How are you? <laughs> I'm fabulous. I'm. It's good to. I know. I just saw you like a couple days ago, but it's still just. Oh, yeah. It's lovely to see you again. It's always great to see you. Yes. Now here on the podcast, I always say uh, small talk is like small dicks, and I know that you hate a small dick as much as I do. So we're just gonna get started, okay? Amen. I'm gonna walk us through like major points in the trailer that I noticed, and we'll just kind of talk about how we feel, and then you point out anything that you think that I missed, okay? So from the beginning. I think it's worth pointing out that our girl, Dr. Wendy, was selected for this very mysterious kind of cold style opening. One thing you learn about living in Potomac is a town of smoke and mirrors. You never know who you can trust. Wanted to hear what your thoughts are on Wendy opening up the trailer, or am I just thinking too much into this because I love no, Wendy? No, I live for it. And you know why? I think this she is going to have a strong sophomore season. And I think she is ready. She, I think last year, I really liked Dr. Wendy. I thought she was a great addition. Same. However, I think she was getting her feet wet, you know, and she did a great job. But now season two is where she's ready to dive in. She gets the game. She knows what she's got to do. And I think she's ready. I completely agree. And again, like, you know, and we've obviously talked about this. I loved her. I had zero issues with her her first season. Um, I love Eddie. But one thing I wanted to point out is like, yes, she was fabulous before. But honey, that season two glow up is right. Like she Girl, is looking fabulous. <laughs> snatched. I like that face. It is hot, honey. Uh, honey. I think the girls were were redone too. Um, she definitely got a new set. 
for sure. I know, she posted a picture with Eddie the other day. I think they were in New York for her birthday. And I was like, that woman is snatched. Like, looking mm-hmm. good, honey. Okay. So then uh, we move on. We see the ladies on a party bus. Robin is on a stripper pole. And we hear Wendy say, Wow, oh, your poom poom. It's been through worse. Honey, your, your poom poom. Your poom poom. <laughs> To which Robin replies, honey, it's been through worse. So, Steve, what do you think she's talking about here? Childbirth or Juan's dick? What is she I was just going to say, Juan wrecks her every <laughs> night. <laughs> he is a laying pipe. Let's be real. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm glad that you agree. Okay. Uh, and we so then we also hear Karen say how uh, she should be able to show her pubic hair, which is like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. Because the like, context. Give us something. I am so confused where this is coming from. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's like, remember back in the day of Beverly Hills where Rena revealed that Harry loves a hairy oh, bush. Yeah. So maybe she's oh, going to give yeah. us maybe some Ray insight. likes a bush. Maybe Ray likes a bush, you know? Maybe he mm-hmm. likes to find her in that bathtub with her toesy woesy thing. Ray! <laughs> oh my God, I'm dying. Oh, and I love that we got to see Giselle with her daughter in her little smart car. And I have to point out that obviously now me, you, and Giselle also all we all have the same vehicle. We all drive Mini Coopers. <laughs> we can we can literally not talk about that. We can't reveal this. People were dragging me already for it. <laughs> yes, I love it. And anyone who knows us, or like if you've watched mine and like Steve's Instagram lives, you know there's lots of things that we heavily agree on, but there's lots of things that we heavily disagree on. But one of the things that we agree on is that neither one of us are really big Giselle fans. So I wanted to ask you, because you know how I am. Like, if I don't like somebody, mm-hmm. I can't hold it back. Like, I'm just, right. I got to put it out there. How do you approach a season as like a fan? Because like, I know Potomac's like probably your favorite right now, I would say, right? Yeah, yeah. So how do you approach a season where you know that someone that like you actually don't like is like undoubtedly a star of the show? You know what? I, when you say uh, knowing that she's a star of the show, I think I get... I can sleep at night knowing that every season, as it, the show progresses, she becomes less and less of a star, Ooh. and Karen gets more and becomes more and more of a star. Giselle to me was a star in season one, and I just think each season she gets worse and worse and less tolerable, and more and more people are feeling that way. Mm-hmm. I do know that she has a, a fan base, but I do feel like more people are see, like seeing the cracks and everything, and that makes me happy. Anything. <laughs> that is going to take down Giselle Bryant. I live for it. <laughs> I love it. And guess what? One more season with her means another season of more skeletons coming out of the closet because she, we know she's got plenty of them, honey. She's got, well, that's why she's constantly dragging people through the mud because the more that right. people focus on, like, she's like, look, I got nine, 10 weeks of production. If I can distract these bitches for nine or 10 weeks, ain't nobody going to wonder, worry about what I'm up to. That's why I'm like, I need these people to literally out the gate just start dragging her because that's the way yes. to slay the dragon is don't wait for her to do something. You got to go in quick. Yep. Well, then we get our first glimpse at newbie Mia, who I know that you're very excited about. And before things start heating up with her, we're reminded that Ashley and Michael welcomed a new baby boy who we get to meet this season. Um, and w- the first time that we get a glimpse of him, he's shitting on his mom's hands. So poor Ashley. Ashley's a champ. Oh, oh, sh- oh, God. Oh, my God. Speaking of Ashley, <laughs> she brings up a question in a group scene that we see where she asks the ladies the craziest place they've ever had sex, which 
Mia Thornton replies, Waffle House bathroom. Well, I'm a damn. The Waffle House bathroom. So, and if y'all know me, tell me why I am obsessed with the Waffle House. (laughs) I am obsessed with the Waffle House. Scattered, smothered, and covered, honey. And that's what Mia got that day. Absolutely. (laughs) She said, honey, my hash browns were smothered twice there. Know that, okay? (laughs) So, I know that uh, you're you were friends with Monique, so obviously I know you're going to be upset with you know the absence of her this season. Uh, but how are you feeling about Mia being her replacement? I feel like you're you're excited. You're you're and you're oh, eager. Oh, I'm so excited about Mia. See, I never look at New Housewives as a replacement because if you look at them as a replacement, then you're going to be disappointed, especially if it's a favorite that leaves. You Very know, good point. Always look at them as a new like this is the new cast member. And so that's how I look at it. And as far as with Monique goes, like I had been so excited for her that she left the show just because she like she stood her ground and she left on her own terms and all of that. So super proud of her. And she just seems so much happier. And every time I talk to her, everything's lighter and happier. However, when I watched the trailer, I had this like there was a void. I literally miss Monique being part of it. I, I thought I was like fully like ready and no, I actually missed, I feel like I'm not trying to say the trailer was bad by any means, but to me, there was a void there miss, and there was a piece missing without her. I completely agree. And I will say at first, like I wasn't necessarily like super, super sold on the trailer, but that's how I am. I, it takes me a couple watches for most trailers. Now that I've watched it like 20 times, I'm like, oh, I love it. But in the beginning, I was like, there was just some, there was some sort of element that I couldn't quite pinpoint. Yeah. Okay. I felt the same way as you too, because I, and I felt crazy because everyone was raving so hard on like social media, clubhouse, everything. And I was like, I mean, I liked it, but to me, nothing will ever compare to season four trailer. Like yeah. in all of Bravo universe, I think Potomac season four was like, that trailer was insane. Yeah. So I'm always like looking for that. <laughs> what have you heard about Mia? What, what do, what can we expect from Mia? Have you heard anything? She is married to a significantly older man. I want to say he's like 65, 68-ish. She is a boss bitch. She is very opinionated, not afraid to speak her mind. I've heard, towards the beginning I had heard, you know, she really likes Wendy. And I think we're going to see like a Wendy, Karen, Mia sort of situation, which I love. There's a rumor of one of the newbies allegedly having a, a past with one of the husbands oh. on, the, on the cast. Oh, God. Does allegedly. that get brought up? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Oh, Lord have mercy. Honey. I think that's God. where some drama starts. But I don't even know who it's about, I, both, you know, which newbie it is and which husband. Oof. God, I just almost choked on my iced coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's some little, little hot tea for y'all. Ew. <laughs> All right, so then Candace, 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 we're over to Candace. We see Dorothy's daughter telling her mom that Chris, her husband, is now managing her. And I'm just, in the words of NeNe Leakes, I'm tired. I'm just so, I'm just really, really tired. Um, What is he managing exactly? I mean, here's the thing. I think Candace could do her singing career and manage herself better than him managing her and just her doing her singing career. Like, I just, I don't envision this going well. 
I don't know what what connections does he have in the music business? What is, why he is, literally like, works in the hospitality industry. So make it work. Make the connection for me. It just doesn't make sense. Don't you need to have connections and stuff to be a manager? That's so the manager's my, job is to get bookings and like further your career, right? My guess <laughs> is that this is a guess that perhaps maybe because it's like COVID times, maybe his restaurant was struggling. So they were like, oh, he's like, let me help you. Maybe that's like how they got into it. I don't know. And it seems like, I mean, I guess he's, yeah, like you said, he's managing this alleged music career of hers, yeah. but it's like, and it, we see her like some sort of like dance rehearsal scenes and like, got an album just, coming out okay i'll I, I would literally rather go to a concert of ladies of lock shannon bedore's daughter's <laughs> rock band than to watch one single other candace singing scene i'm just done with it i would rather go to a rave and have danielle staub and Lori Lori michaels singing close to you or whatever that absolutely. is absolutely i would rather <laughs> go to burning man sober with leah like, like, oh, like girl, <laughs> come on. That's that's dark. That is dark. <laughs> I take it back. So then we're going to move on to Robin. Robin appears to be having some issues this season uh, with being motivated. We see her telling the ladies about this and we see Juan telling her that she has to get out of bed. But it's like, girl, it was a pandemic. We were all in bed. I was going to say, I mean, Juan, I'd want to stay in bed with you. Hello. Why don't you get in this damn bed? Hello. I'm going <laughs> to be yes. lazy with me. Absolutely. <laughs> and then we have, you know, you see Giselle say, you cannot have your fine husband telling you that you're unattractive. And I'm like, Giselle's the last person Ma'am? I want any advice from. How about that? <laughs> the last person that can tell me anything is Giselle fucking Brian. Giselle, you couldn't even keep a man of God faithful to you. So, like, I don't want to hear about it. Okay. Jamal is a pastor and he's always looking past her. Oh my God. Okay, well, that's true. So what are your thoughts on um, the season for Robin as we're going into this season with her? Do you think she should have been a friend? Are you excited that she's full-time? I actually love that she's full-time. I love that, as much as I hate Giselle, I love that we have four OGs going into season six. That is an accomplishment. It's very strong. Yes, absolutely. I'm trying to think, has there ever been that many... OGs and make it this far? Not to season six. This is huge. Yeah. And you know what? I love Robin. I actually felt last season was such a good season for Robin. She was great last year. Yes. Yeah. She really came into her own. I think she deserves that spot. I I think she should hold her, her champagne flute. One thing I wanted to see if you noticed, I'm sure you did, was our girl Karen reading Giselle for Phil. She said, Honey, you got dragged. Then you let him back in and he dragged you again. I love Karen Huger. And as much, again, as much as I dislike Giselle, I have to say the Karen Giselle feud is something I could watch forever. Oh, that it's banter. So good. Absolutely. The I, banter I is amazing. Bravo needs in the future, or Peacock needs to do like a road trip, like duo type thing where they pick like different duos to like you know, grow cost like country. Like what Nene and like, Kim were supposed to do. Yes, and just give like each duo like two or three episodes. And I want to watch Karen and Giselle have to like navigate cross country together and see who survives. Because I think only one of them will. Could you imagine? Like that oh, would, would be, be insane. And then like a Ramona, we could have like a Ramona Sonia road trip. We could have like a- Mariah and Quad. Hello. Ooh. I want like Mary M. Cosby and- And Kim. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> I want Mary and Kim to be hosting the fourth hour on the Today Show, and I don't know why they don't already have the job, to be honest. <laughs> because trying to wrangle them at three o'clock in the morning would be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Mary, please come out of your closet. <laughs> So we also get a quick look at the Osefo household with my man, Eddie. And my God, I would bust it wide open for him. He knows this too. Everybody knows this. Mm. Um, he mm, says, mm, Dr. Mm. Wendy is tired and can't give him 100%. And when Wendy asks, are you happy? Are you fulfilled? He says, no. And then we see Jizzy's messy ass saying, when are we going to talk about the rumors, about the Eddie rumors? So also, did you, Ashley said what? And what? I think in that moment, Ashley was like, for the first time in six years, bitch, it ain't my man. It's not it me. ain't my man. <laughs> Wait, I think unless there's something that was hidden, she survived a season without a Darby scandal. That, that's the least this, they could do. She's officially I, a mom of two. <laughs> I mean, this might be, this is the first season. Look, they ever. showed up to that scene and like the first episode, the first day of filming, and she got shat on her hand, and they were like, we're going to go easy on her this year. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God bless Ashley Darby. You know what? Oh, I love She does her. the Lord's work on that show. And you know what? If anyone comes for her for being messy, they can't. Because guess what? All of her mess is out there, too. So it's and not like she's owned she's every bit anything. of it. She's, she's owned up. She's faced every single bit of it. Every bit of it. She does not run away from it, honey. Yep. What do you think about the, the Eddie rumors? I don't believe it at I, all. I don't believe them at all, either. Actually, let's pull up Mr. Eddie's Mother's Day yes. post and yes. read what he said because it was pretty iconic. Happy Mother's Day to my beautiful wife, Wendy Osifo. It wouldn't be your day without them. The mother of my only, in all caps, three babies Woo! and names all of his children. Woo! Amazing. I love that. I love that. He said, let me get a little clap back in here on Mother's Day. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie's been so quiet last season, but I think he's ready to come out. He's ready. He's like, you know what? The moms are at home resting on their phones today. Let me give them a little read for today. How yes. about that? Absolutely. And then we see Wendy tell Giselle, and for me, this is probably my favorite part of the trailer. What you're not going to do is you're not going to play with my husband's name. And she says, I see you for everything everybody ever said that you were. I don't give a That's poetry. Oh, that's that is, and like I feel, you know who she's talking about? I feel like she's talking about like people like you and I, like these fan accounts that are out here like, Giselle is a mess, beware, beware. And now she's like, you know what? I see it. And that's why she's like, fuck these cameras because I see you, we see each other. And did you notice, I, I think there was a break in between, but she said, fuck these cameras or whatever. And then the continuation I think is, I will light your ass up. I will, was at yes, the end. I will, I forgot about that. Yeah, oh my God. I will light your ass up. Go get her, Wendy girl. I am gonna cheer I that bitch on. I actually think that Wendy could be the first one that Giselle is like, she can't handle it. Like Giselle, I, as much as Giselle annoys me, like she can handle her own. And you know what I'm saying? Wendy might yeah. give her a damn run for her money. And right, oh, yeah. it, you know, and thank God for it. That's all I have and to say. And again, Giselle can't read in person. She can only talk smack in her confessionals. So 100%. Wendy can read. Candace can read, Karen can read, they will all read her down. And I'm sure Mia, this newbie is gonna come on and read. Yeah, well, and again, speaking of Mia, we see her throw lettuce at Candace with Candace responding and throwing lettuce at her as well. 
I just want to say, you know, we've gone from we've gone from knives to hands to lettuce. So we're getting gradually better. You can't it's that's what I call growth. You know, that is growth. <laughs> there we go. Come on, Candace. You know. <laughs> I also was laughing because the level of effort that Mia had throwing it, she was just like, boom, boom. Candace yeah. is like reaching and then oh. like throws it like so pathetically. Candace was like, if I could break <laughs> someone's neck with lettuce, it was it's gonna be right now. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, and I just I didn't realize how tall Mia is. Like in that scene, I oh. you really notice it. Like, or I mean, I know Candace is short, but Mia's like, it's like this. <laughs> See, all I was noticing in that scene was how much I liked Wendy's outfit. She had on that like neon, oh, I think it was I like a Balenciaga like uh, cardigan. And it was just like, and then Ooh. she was in right in the middle. Like poor thing was right in the middle last year. <laughs> I was just going to say, it reminded me so much of la- that that same Wendy shriek. Stop! Yeah, and then do you see somebody put a side by side of Ashley's face where she walked out last year, and then the face this year where they throw the lettuce? Steven, see it? Is it the same? It's the exact same where she's like, (laughs) yes, so funny. One thing that I don't think we mentioned yet, but in the middle of the trailer when talking about Mia, she brought up how she was adopted. Um, Someone said in Clubhouse the other day, it. It almost, the Giselle conversation reminded them of, oh, you don't have a home. It was like, oh, they dropped you off kind of thing. I got that vibe too. Did you get that vibe too? It felt dismissive and an attempt at like low hanging shade to me. Like Mm -hmm. very, yeah. I I felt the same way. Okay. Obviously we'll have to see the context, but yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I caught that because I was like, oh, that was a little sharp. But then they kind of move on quickly. So you don't, I don't know if you people really caught it. Uh, Right. But yeah, that was hateful. All right, well, that was pretty much the trailer. So before we go, out of 10 champagne flutes, because that is what our Potomac Queens hold, out of 10 champagne flutes, how would you rate this trailer? How many champagne flutes would you give it? I'll give it a seven. Okay. I was gonna give it. I was gonna give it eight champagne flutes. So I think yeah, we're right. I was like, se- I was between seven and eight. We're neck and neck. All right. I. You know what would have made it an eight for me? What? If they would have shown us a little bit of. Oskel or Askel, the new friend. Yeah, what in the world? I, the only reason I even know about her is because of like fan accounts and stuff that are sharing. You well, know, and they about put her. it in the article at the very end. It was like, and Robin's friend Askel Davis is joining as a friend of the group or whatever. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that she's coming on as Robin's friend. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, I like that too because maybe that means Robin's maybe here for the long haul. I was gonna say Robin might have more weight in this cast than we think she does. More hold. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I've heard like fire things about her. She's apparently, she's messy. She's really, apparently really, really good. See, and this is good because it allows us to build a relationship with her and hopefully then she, cause th- you know, they, they have to be in this for the long haul. Like they can't, producers can't just be looking at bringing in people this season. They already have to be thinking about well, who's not going to be here next season. Who's people we can build up to and then make them full time next season. Something like that, you know? So I think it was necessary for them, like with Monique's departure to have, I mean, that is a big void in my opinion. And bringing on Mia, again, she's not a replacement, but just the newbie, but I think they needed a second new person. 100%. Obviously not a- another full timer, but at least another. And quickly, before we wrap up, it's like, look at New York. It's like how they lost Dorinda and Tinsley. They ver- they could have literally added like four people to replace those two. They added Seriously. one to replace two. And so, and but Potomac got it right. They I mean, lost one yeah. and added two. That's the formula we need. And Beverly Hills, you know, they lost Denise and Teddy. They added two, you know, so. 
Um, and at least Atlanta, even though they lost people, at least they had like a billion friends around. They had a you know billion what I mean? friends. There was a lot of energy involved. Yes. <laughs> Where yes. New York does not have that. Um, okay, so before we go, I would love for you to pick one Potomac housewife and drop what you think could be a tagline for them for season six. Do you have one? Giselle. Okay. Giselle's will be, is Jamal coming? And everybody except me. Ah! I love it. <laughs> I love it. I can't. <clears throat> All right. Uh, mine would be, let's see, let's see. Mine's for Wendy. Dr. Okay. Wendy. Okay. Potomac is my classroom, and this professor will always catch the class clown. You, Giselle, that's who she's going to fucking catch. Period. Yes. Ah. I love that. <gasps> All right, Steve. Well, you go get back to work. I'm going to get back to work. And obviously, everyone knows the, where they can follow you. But just in case they've been in Joe Judice's cell with him for the last, like, five years before he got out, uh, let not them know who you, where you, who you are, where they can find you, all that good stuff. If they're not in Joe's cell, maybe they'll be in Tommy Manzo's cell with, with them. <laughs> get the bed warm because he's coming. Okay. <laughs> Um, y'all can find me at Faces by Bravo on Instagram. You will always see me and Christian Kikiing doing, you know, our Instagram lives, our the reenactments. Most, doing the most. You know, find me at Faces by Bravo. All right, Steve, my dear. And before you go, I need you to give me your best rendition of the iconic line, you are a slut pig. You're a slut pig. Yay. Okay. Love you, Steve. I'll see you later. Thank you so much for joining me. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. All right, we're jumping over to our New York City girls, and y'all, as much as I wish I could be excited to talk to you about all this, I'm just, I'm just not. I'm just not. Like, to me, Roni is dead in the water, all right? I feel like there are moments of magic with our OGs, Ramona, Sonia, and Luann, and I'm loving Ebony. Again, I said this before, I wish she'd been added last season instead of Leah, but I just feel like everything, any good moments that we're having anything that could be drama or could be funny is just like being clouded with the oversaturation that is the try hard of leah like there were so many moments last night where it's like even like her overreacting on ramona because like ramona was in the middle of a conversation and you walked in on her and caught her off guard and then you go around screaming to everyone at her house that she's a fucking bitch you're a fucking bitch how about that moving on I uh, found a lot of humor um, in the conversation that Ebony was having with her with her mom about um, Ebony's grandma. And if you don't know, unfortunately, Ebony's grandma was really ill during the time of filming and was going downhill. Um, so they were having to, unfortunately, have the conversation about the future of her health and what decisions as a family they were going to make um, about, like, taking her off a feeding tube, things like that. And, like, while that conversation is obviously, like, so serious in nature, her mom... Her mom cracked me up. Uh, she revealed she doesn't want the responsibility of making that decision and the possible guilt that will follow. 
So the easy fix is have Ebony decide whether her grandma comes off the feeding tube or not. She said, well, the thing is, I would rather have it on you. And you decided that you killed mama, not me. (laughs) I thought that was fucking hysterical. As cheesy as it sounds, a great reminder that no matter how bad life is or how horrible, you know, something is we may be going through, you can find something to laugh at. All right. Also, we were finally reintroduced to our Holla Queen, Heather Thompson. I'm so excited to see her back. I know a lot of people have mixed emotions over her, but I personally love her. However, again, I couldn't even enjoy myself because of Leah's fake and phoniness towards her trying to create these issues on camera about the things that Heather had said on her podcast about the other women. Not even about fucking Leah. Who gives a fuck, Leah? This has nothing to fucking do with you, okay? Again, like, I'm sorry... If I'm letting, you know, any of you girls and gays down because my, my enthusiasm for Roni is just, it's just not there. But I can, I can wholeheartedly say there's never been like a single cast member that has single-handedly ruined a show for me the way that Leah has. Like, I find myself having like moments of fun and moments of just like, I have to like focus on other things because it's like when she comes into a scene, I just like tap out. I hate that. I hate that. But it is my truth. Okay, and the words of Lisa Renna, I have to be honest, but it does. It reminds me of the the Lexi Featherson from Sex in the City when she's smoking by the window in New York and she screamed, New York is over. New York is over. O-V-E-R. Over. That's how I feel. If Roni does not drop Leah after this season, it's over and I will scream it till I die. <laughs> All right, today's last and final topic is saved for the last and final person on Santa's good list this year, even though Christmas is seven months away, because Caroline Manzo, you are garbage. All right, for those of you who don't know, sweet, kind, full of namaste and Zandina Manzo and her boyfriend were viciously, like viciously attacked y'all a few years ago, like brutal. Fast forward, we all found out that Dina's ex-husband, Tommy Manzo, who, in case you didn't know, is Caroline's brother-in-law. It's Caroline's husband, Al, Big Al. That is his brother. He ordered the hit on Dina and her boyfriend. So her ex-husband ordered somebody to break into their house and beat the fuck out of them. Okay? You got that? Moving on. If that wasn't disgusting enough, it was revealed this week that Caroline wrote a letter on behalf of Tommy's character to help get Tommy out of jail. So let me get this straight. A woman who brags about having a loving, sweet granddaughter. You're a grandma. You're a grandmother, okay? You've raised your children to be good people, allegedly. You you talk about keeping your family together. This is the woman who so effortlessly took it upon herself to dictate which the steps a family next to her should take to repair themselves, the Judices. This woman, this woman nah, is defending the man who orchestrated to have her own little sister nearly fucking killed. Miss me with the goddamn bullshit, Caroline. You are a fake and phony piece of shit. Period. That's how I feel. I don't care. That's how I fucking feel. This is the last time Caroline Manzo's name will ever be spoken on this podcast. I want to send some love to Dina Manzo. For years, y'all, we watched what appeared to be her kind of navigating this like negative, awkward energy between her and some members of her family. And now we get it. I cannot commend her enough for removing herself 
you know, Dina, for creating a space of positivity away from your family, a new space of positivity for yourself. You have found a new love of your life. And more importantly, you've gotten away from those mobbing ass manzos. So listen, I talk about messy people, housewives, some of the messy, crazy things that they do. I don't talk about pieces of shit. Caroline, I have one parting message for you. You know what you are? You know what you are? You're a clown. All right, before we go this week, I want to give a quick thank you to everyone who has subscribed, rated, and reviewed the Slut Pig Podcast. We had one five-star review that came in, and I just wanted to share it with y'all because it made my whole entire day. It said, wonderful, hilarious, side-splitting, rib-tickling, and juicy. I love Christian and his desire to keep up with the housewives and their ever-evolving drama and his devotion to deliver an inside look into the housewives world. You heard that, y'all. So if you haven't already, what are you waiting for? Rate, review, subscribe, and I'll be here next week. And don't forget to visit thedip.com where you can get commentary and analysis from writers, editors, and fans who are just as passionate about pop culture as you are, baby. That's thedipwithtwopiece.com. And follow them on Instagram as well, at The Dip. You can also follow me there at Christian Gray Snow, where we can keep in touch until next time. And if you want, you can buy some good old Slut Pig merch at thesluttpigshop.com. Now, don't be like Lisa Vanderpump and go running away. Be sure to come back next week. And be sure to check out other podcasts from The Dip, including Hot Off The Mess with Samantha Bush, a.k.a. Bravo Historian, their daily pop culture podcast, Pop Chaser, and their TV history podcast, TV Watch Repeat. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.